Hey guys, I'm Pranav. And I'm Sasha. And we're the Quarantines. Today's topic is about hepatitis. Hepatitis is the inflammation of the liver. Though hepatitis can occur with substance abuse or other infections, viral hepatitis occurs most often. There are five types of hepatitis, which are hepatitis A, B, C, D, and E. Hepatitis A spreads through fecal matter and through contaminated water and food. It usually occurs in areas of the world with poor sanitation. Hepatitis B is transmitted through blood and other body fluids and can also be transmitted from mother to child in childbirth. It's also the leading cause of liver cancer. Hepatitis C is transmitted usually through blood and around 50% of people with Hep C don't even know they have it. It's the leading cause of liver transplants. Hepatitis D only occurs with Hep B and the dual illness can cause more severe symptoms. Finally, hepatitis E is transmitted through the contamination of food and water. It's also the common cause of disease in developing countries. So I'm going to go into a bit of symptoms of the different types of hepatitis. So symptoms of hepatitis also differ between the different types, but in most cases, symptoms don't show at all. As Pranav mentioned, 50% of people don't even know they have it. Hepatitis A causes fatigue, nausea, loss of appetite, and possibly a low fever. Hepatitis B mostly causes jaundice, which is yellowing of the eyes and skin, abdominal pain, and dark urine. As said earlier, Hep B has a lot to do with liver, and it's the leading cause of liver cancer, and jaundice actually causes that. For Hep C, most people have no symptoms, but others have similar symptoms like B and C, such as fatigue, abdominal pain, and jaundice too. Hepatitis D causes abdominal pain, nausea, and fatigue, although it comes in pair with hepatitis B. And E causes jaundice, loss of appetite, and nausea, and extreme cases can cause liver failure. Hepatitis F and G have a transmission rate of only 2-5%, to so there is no actual record of the symptoms and the virus is virtually non-existent. So now we're going to discuss one of the worst outbreaks of hepatitis A that occurred in Shanghai, China in 1988. Over 300,000 cases were reported and of which 47 were fatal. A case control study of 1,208 matched pairs supported that clams were the vehicle for the virus. Health officials blamed the epidemic on clams from heavily polluted coastal waters that were sold in city markets in December. About 90% of the first wave of patients had eaten clams without cooking them thoroughly. In Shanghai, the epidemic strained the city's medical facilities. Officials said that at the height of the epidemic, the city increased its hospital capacity from 2,800 beds to 100,000 beds. Many of the ill were also treated in temporary facilities set up in schools and warehouses. Many people in China assumed that the diseases spread through casual contact. An interview by the China Daily article, who talked to Chen Yupeng, a businessman, said that, quote, people did not want me to touch their desks or articles on them. They refused to give me a seat because they feared I would contaminate their chairs. This really shows how much rumors spread through countries and nations because of a disease. And we see that a lot in other outbreaks. So treatment and prevention, of course, there's no known cure for hepatitis, but prevention does include vaccines for hepatitis A and B, protected intercourse, and avoid sharing needles. 
Good personal hygiene and avoiding to touch an infected person's belongings will also help prevent getting the virus. As I said earlier, there is no known cure for hepatitis, but treatment includes bed rest, antiviral medication, or in worst cases, a liver transplant. Usually, cases clear up for one to two months, so there's no need for extreme treatment. Let's look at some lessons learned from hepatitis outbreaks throughout the world. The World Health Organization, or WHO, says we need community engagement, integrating hepatitis testing and treatment into harm reduction programs, simplified algorithms and diagnosis and management, and ways to improve linkage to care. Let's break that down. When the WHO says they want community engagement, they want greater community awareness, and they want people to understand what hepatitis is and how it impacts people. When the WHO says they want to integrate hepatitis testing and treatment into harm reduction programs, simplify algorithms and diagnosis, and improve linkages to care, they really want to make testing and treatment available at the primary care level, which means that non-specialists and nurses are able to deliver testing and vaccinations to patients. The WHO created a toolkit to help these non-specialists deliver hepatitis care Shanghai set up an early warning system for other outbreaks and used their past experience with hepatitis to help with the COVID-19 pandemic going on. Finally, the United States has had some hepatitis outbreaks. The US CDC targets people who are at high risk to obtain vaccinations as they cause the spread and contract the symptoms easily. This means that they usually target areas with high poverty rates. Hopefully, the U.S. CDC can use this method to administer the vaccine for COVID-19 to specialized individuals. With that, thank you guys for listening. Next week, we're going to be talking about the influenza virus. And remember, if you go outside, please wear a mask and socially distance. Yep, stay home and listen to our podcast instead of going out.